Welcome back, you rad bunch of people. I am so glad to be bringing you today a friend of mine, someone who I have worked on my business with, Laura Higgins from La La Social Club. Now, this is not an episode that is purely for people with a business or hoping to get into business. This is a life episode because, you know, running your business is one of the biggest growth opportunities around. But this is an episode about finding your why the importance of working out who you want to be in life and what it's going to take to be that person and so many normalizing giggles in between. So if that sounds like your cup of tea, stay on the line because I'm about to bring you a really good time with Lala Social Club. Lady, welcome to the podcast. I have been wanting to get you on here for the longest time. Now we've finally done it. How the blooming heck are you? <laughs> oh, it's so good to be talking with you. I feel like I feel very honored to be here. Thank you so much for having me. How are you? I am, you know what? I'm kicking goals. I'm feeling really good, good. today. I've been for a walk. I just went to open my, depending on when you guys or everyone is listening to this. I went to open my door to get in the house and there was the biggest grasshopper that you've ever seen (laughs) just like cruising and hanging on my door handle. So the fact that I've survived that scare, you know, setting me up for a really good day and now I get to talk to you. So (laughs) yeah, that, that grasshopper incident incident sounds like um, enough to be, you know, right in your gratitude journal and and you know thankful that you made it through that <laughs> that it sounds was a like very a... aggressive maneuver on its part like <laughs> yes it does oh, like find mm. another home like I'm all for you existing but just not there yeah exactly exactly so Laura or Lala as you're affectionately known across socials and by your friends you are one of the most consistent businesses I see on social media and a brand management expert so I want to acknowledge you for that I've actually been to one of your workshops which I loved and you're constantly so uplifting and it's not just for businesses the way that I see you market and share and engage with your audience I think it, you do it so so well Thank you so much. That's so, that's so kind. <laughs> I appreciate you. And, you know, before we jumped on the, the episode, I was saying that same about you. I feel like every time I see one of your posts, I'm like, ah, oh, it's, it's always going to be funny. It's always going to be encouraging and real. And so right back at you, I feel, I feel the exact same about you. Oh, thanks. So <laughs> what I did see you share the other day was a hilarious post around your recent foray back to F45 and working out. I actually reached out to you over that. So can you talk us through that post and what that's meant for you? Yes. So, okay. Anyone who knows me, you know, any of my close friends will be like, what you are doing at 45? Like, who are you? Like, <laughs> Katie, I am not, uh, I'm not an exercise person. I'm just not like, I, I think I've done Pilates where, and I went where you go and I love it there, but I was kind of like, oh, actually I probably need, 
probably need a bit of a change. And, and it was more for me around, I was feeling quite sluggish and kind of feeling a bit like, oh, like I've just, I need, you know, running a business. Life is a little bit stressful sometimes. I kind of need a bit of an outlet. And so I felt like I needed to do something a bit more like high intensity. Although having said that, Pilates can be pretty um, tough (laughs) sometimes The way we do it, yes. (laughs) I know, I know. Your butt like burns after doing one of those classes. So, but anyway, I... I started at 45 and I was like, okay, great. I'm really looking forward to it. And I I started with a friend and I was actually kind of terrified to begin. I I really was worried. I I mean, I had a dream the night before. This is hilarious. I had a dream the night before I went to F45 to my first class that um, I arrived and I said to to the trainer, oh, like I'm new. And they were like, oh, that is just not going to work for us. Like, you're new. <sighs> and, and this is in my dream, can't sit with right? us. Yeah. I know, you can't sit with us. You're new. You don't know anything. Like, look at you. I was like, oh, my gosh. I, this, is, this is in my subconscious. I'm thinking about this. And anyway, I, it was so funny. So I started and I, I'm probably not a very patient, I'm probably not a super patient person. So I really and and combine that with kind of wanting to be the best at everything you know same <laughs> i was like yeah yes you relate yes so i was like okay if i'm going to do this i i want to get really good really quickly and i remember one day one day i i start i was doing push-ups and and to be honest i couldn't even really do a push-up the idea of me holding up my body weight i i was like i can't even do this i'm i'm doing <laughs> I was like, I'm doing the, you know, I'm doing it. And so I'm on my knees doing the push-ups. Like I'm not even doing the proper ones or like, you know, the whatever, the usual ones. And already I'm still struggling. And I remember the instructor came over to me and she was like, look, while you're building up your strength, you need to do it this way. And she showed me a different way. And I was like, no, like everyone else is doing it way better. Like how come I can't be as good as those people? And I, I remember I was like, so... Um, I think I was like quite disappointed. I felt a little bit defeated and I, I finished and I called my husband and was like, oh, like I can't even do, I can't even do a push up. Like how am I supposed to do this when I can't even do a push up? And he was like, Laura, you've been doing this for like two days. Like you just need <laughs> to relax, you know? And I was like, okay, cool. Yeah, I'll, I'll relax. Like, that sounds like a great idea. But it really made me think, how often in life do we just go, okay, I'm going to give this thing a go, but I want to be perfect at it straight away. Like I, I want to be the best at it straight away. And, and then I realized actually what's more important for me is, and part of the reason why I even started doing it was because I was like, actually, it's not about, it's not about the what it's actually about the who I'm becoming. It's not about what I'm doing. It's actually about the identity that I, like who I actually want to become. And, and for me, it was like, no, 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 this isn't about me doing, you know, 10 million burpees and, and getting a six pack, although that would be nice. So nice. Um, Yeah. (laughs) That would be pleasant for everyone involved. But like, I realized actually, no, this is about me becoming someone who has energy, becoming someone who is less stressed, becoming someone who is healthier, who is fitter, who like actually feels good about themselves and more confident. 
And so when I actually realized, okay, this is what it's about. It's not about me going X amount of times a week. It's actually about me feeling good. And, Mm -hmm. and then that really helped me because I realized, okay, the, the identity, the, the person that I want to become actually informs the behaviors that I need to to adopt. So if I want to become someone who is fit, if I want to become someone who's healthy, who is confident, who is energized, then I probably need to go to bed a bit earlier. I probably need to eat better, maybe not drink as much wine, you know, maybe I need to, to go X amount of times a week that the identity actually forms the behavior. And so I think for me, once I've flipped that script a bit, it really helped me to go, actually, I don't need to be perfect at this. I just need to be working towards this goal of this person that I want to become. It's not about how I look. It's not about, you know, how many times I go or, you know, any of those things. It's actually just about me working towards this, this goal of being this type of person. I love that so much. And I am all about, um, your why in doing anything and learning yeah. once you're aware of that the how becomes easier but if we're just fixated on the goal and forget how we're supposed to get there you know we get so lost in it and every like you've got to do the, the work basically and set yeah. yourself up for the life that you want to live and I love the way that you put that it was massive and it's so true for any area of your life really like work, play, relationships, like we often get it twisted that it's the big power moves that get us somewhere, but it's really the smaller consistent actions that we commit to day to day that create that goal and that picture of where we ultimately want to be, right? Absolutely. And, and what I love, and this whole idea is, um, I don't know if you've read Atomic Habits by James Clear, but it is he, he says that every action you take is a vote for the type of person you wish to become. And for me, it's like, okay, in my business, in my relationships, in my family, in my friendships, in my health, like what actions am I taking to become the type of person I want to be? And, and I think that's just so empowering because it's like, okay, if I want to have a healthy marriage, if I want to have a healthy relationship what are the behaviors I need to have? What are the actions and the habits I need to build? Because then you can move into the how, right? But it's like, mm-hmm. so often we don't even know, okay, how do I want to show up? Who do I want to be? And how do I want to run my business? And how do I want to be with my friendships, you know? And I think we so, it's so easy to get it around the wrong way and, and start first with, okay, well, I need to do, do, do all this stuff. And when actually if we go, okay, who do I want to become? And then ha- then let's look at the how. I think it just makes it so much easier. And I mean, this is your expertise. Like you, you would be talking to people about this all the time. But for me, it was like such a revelation because I realized, oh, wow, like I, I actually need to reframe a lot of not just my the health and the fitness side of things, but actually, you know, the much broader you know, applications for this in, in life in general. It's so like, this is such my jam. You're spot on. Like I love this stuff because I don't think we realize how important every single little decision and every little action is an opportunity to take us closer 
to the life that we want or further away from it. And that is with regards to every time we get to choose a meal in terms of, and none of anything that I ever speak about is about weight loss or anything like that. It's never, I couldn't give two figs about what size you are, but I know what an impact the way that I fuel my body has on my energy levels, my mental health, um, you know, how I'm showing up in the world, what time I can go to bed, because if, if, I, if I'm having coffee after a certain time, then that affects my sleep. So it's like when you start to pay attention and live a bit more intentionally around and, you know, realize that you're actually in the driver's seat and just get curious with what do I really want to do? What is my next best step? What is the next right thing? What's the option that feels most true to me here? Then everything starts to change and then you get to celebrate it. Cause that's another thing I don't think we do enough. And that was what I loved about your post as well um, is because you celebrated the fact that you're going to the gym now. And that's <laughs> huge. That's a massive game changer in terms of your habits. And I haven't read atomic habits, but I have seen it pop up oh, you quite need a few to. different things. So it might be like the next one on my audio books because I'm all about it because it's a little like I'm, I like to think of myself as being like super easy breezy and like cash and like no habits, but actually I think I'm quite ritualistic in how mm -hmm. I do everything because actually, you know what, I'm probably quite controlling. Like I know what works. I know how I, things flow and I've got my little routine down. If I want to feel a certain way, I know I have to do these certain things, but yeah. celebrating that and acknowledging that is really, really powerful. And you definitely did that, which gave me the giggles and also like <laughs> applauding through the screen. Push-ups are hard. Push-ups are hard, honestly. And I, I just thought, Okay, this is glorious because I am like, and actually one of my first classes, someone came up to me and was like, are you, um, are you from La La Social Club? Which by the way, that doesn't, that never happens to me. Oh. And I was like, oh my gosh, don't look at me. <laughs> it's just like, my face is all red. I just was like, oh yeah. <laughs> This, this isn't my strong suit. You know, I was like, I'm good at other things, you know, and it was just, oh. I think it was just funny. It was just good to be able to be like, do you know what? It's fine yeah. to not be an expert on everything. And, and of course, like you, you can't be. And, and I just think there is, it's just really, it brought me much joy to realize actually I am being a little bit, um, a little bit of a control freak and a little bit, like unrealistic, you know, expecting to be like perfect at this, the, my very first day, you know. <laughs> totally. But how nice would it be if we were all experts right from the beginning? I but know, you would deal, I know. <laughs> you would deal with this a lot within the work that you do with La La Social Club and with helping people market their business and um, themselves and their brand being, you know, wanting that, you know, helping them get to like the top of the mountain, but there's so many little steps, but that can also seem really daunting, right? In terms of, you know, owning your brand, getting it out there, um, yeah. claiming that space. Like, yeah, totally. And I think, I think for women, I feel like it's a, it's a funny thing. And I think men probably naturally 
you know, and this is a, this is a generalization, but there there's this thing of assuming um, that you're good at something. You know, I feel like, and there was a study where they said, you know, it was like they did performance reviews and they did um, a review. Women reviewed themselves and men reviewed themselves, and I can't remember what the percentage was, but it was like men consistently viewed themselves as more proficient at what they did than they actually were, and women viewed themselves as less proficient at what they were doing than what they actually were. And so there's this, there's this <laughs> balance that's totally skewed. And so, you know, when we, as, as women, I think there's this thing of, oh man, like, what if, what if people find out I'm not good? Like, what if people find out I'm a fraud, that I've got no idea what I'm talking about? What happens if like, you know, someone's not happy with me or someone leaves me a bad review or, you know, or if I have success in my business or in my career and my work life, but my personal life is like falling apart, you know, I think there's this unfair expectation that we put on ourselves to, to just like have everything to be really competent. I think to be just good and, and have everything sorted and everything in a neat little package. And I, I kind of feel like, you know, particularly, you know, the people I work with in, in business, it's messy. It's, it's hard work, you know, and you know this, Katie, like it's not easy to build something from scratch and to have the confidence in an online world to put yourself out there and to make yourself the face of the business or whatever that looks like, or to price yourself properly. You know, that's really, that's really hard. So I think, I think where people kind of come undone is when they think, oh my gosh, you know, I'm a naturopath, but I need to be an expert on marketing. You know, that mm. I have those conversations every day. I had someone, I spoke to someone yesterday on the phone and she was like, I am confused. I'm terrified of doing the wrong thing. I've got no idea if I'm doing this right. But there was like this shame around it. She was like, oh, I feel like I need to be naturally good at this. And it's like, no, no, no. I'm not naturally good at naturopathy. I've got no idea, you know, like, yeah. why would we expect that? You know, I think, I think it's, it's about getting the right people to jump in and help you along the way, um, building your, building your business or building your career or even building your family. Like I think, you know, when I have kids, I'll be like, Hey, I've got no idea how to do this. <laughs> Same. Yeah. (laughs) No idea. Like you can read all the, all the books in the world, listen to all the podcasts, but I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. It's it's like, we were never meant to do any of this alone. I don't know where it came unstuck, like going way back into like, you know, village days, like everyone helped everyone do their thing and everyone was great at one little thing. And then they all worked together to build this great thing. Um, but somewhere along the line, some memo got out. I believe it might've been the 1990s where everyone was like, do it yourself, wear high heels, wear leotards and, you know, like burn yourself into the absolute ground where now we're starting to come back full circle where it's like, no, you're not meant to know all the, all the things about all the things. Things are always changing. Reach out, have your people, find connections and, you know, ask for help because there's going to be like, you're an expert at this. And then there's people in all sorts of different fields that are, you know, have their craft and their knowledge. And it's so much, it just makes you feel way less alone 
to be able to connect with like-minded souls who are better at something then you, we need to get someone to do our push-ups for us. That would be really handy. Yes. <laughs> Why can't we outsource those? Outsource those push-ups. Do you know what I hate? I hate the burpees. I'm like, if, if I could oh. just outsource those. I refuse. I refuse <laughs> to do a burpee. Like I might step it out, but it's, I'm yet to find this is, and I've used this in a class. I am yet to do a burpee in my natural life. I have found no need for it. Like I may lay on the ground and get back up, but I do not have to add speed. I'm here for functional training. And then they're like, (laughs) there's no burpees in the natural world. And also like when I was away with the girls on the weekend, a couple of them were running and they're like, do you want to come running with us? And I'm like, not unless someone's chasing me. I'll walk. Thank you. So I like (laughs) know your world, (laughs) know your limits and you know, I'm good with that. I'm good with not being a, a running burpee doer person. I love that. It's, yeah. That's so good. So yeah. if people don't know what to do next, like whether life biz or whatever it is, your why is so important. So how, like, do you think your why is so important when it comes to figuring out your next move? Yeah. Do you know, I, I really do think it's, it's really important. And I think, because actually, do you know, I think your why is what sustains you when Mm -hmm. things get, you know, it's easy to get blown about, I think, especially, you know, in the year that has been 2020 and in COVID and all of that. It's really, I think it's been, obviously it's been really tough for a lot of people and, you know, it's been a different world, but I think in a way the positive has been that we've actually gone, okay, what, how do we actually make sure that everything we're doing is, is meaningful and it's actually adding value and and it's actually aligning with our overall vision for our life. And I mean, I don't do, I don't check in with that daily or anything like that, but I think there is so much power in going, okay, what is my why? And, and what is my why not just in my career and not just in my business or you know, what's my why across the board? And, you know, I, my husband and I, we, we got married. Um, when did we get married? <laughs> Last oh, year. Just had a year of anniversary, <laughs> I think it was. Yes. Thank you, Katie. Thanks for telling me You're that. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> so we got married in 2019 and, and kind of like while we were, you know, kind of just got back from our honeymoon and we started thinking about what do we want our our home to be, you know, and, and we kind of went through this, this season of really feeling a bit like, um, a lot of our relationships changed a lot of our, um, you know, Nath had moved. So he, he was living on the central coast. I was living in Newcastle, which isn't that far away, but he'd kind of moved to Newcastle and, and, you know, there'd been a lot of change and we had this thing where we were like, okay, what, what do we want our home to be? Like, what do we want our, how do we want our family as in just me and him to actually be and and who are we? And we kind of drilled it down to, we want our home to be a place where people belong. So we, we want anytime someone comes around to our house, anytime someone encounters us or we, we hang out with someone, we want them to feel like they belong. And and for me, that's really been something I've really held on to because 
so many people are, are lonely and so many people mm-hmm. don't have don't have a place where they feel like oh i'm seen and i'm understood and i belong i don't need to be anything or do anything i'm just as exactly as i am i i belong and i think for me in business that has applied for me there as well because i've i've just found I, I want it to be a place where people can be real and people can feel like, oh, yeah, yeah. If I had a question, I could ask, I could ask Laura. If I, if I wanted to know something about marketing or social media or whatever, I, I want it to feel like there's, no, there's nothing pretentious. You don't have to be an expert. You don't have to be anything. You can just come as you are and you belong here. You know? And so I think that's been something as part of my why. I'm like... I just want to build a community in my business, in my family and in my, my friendships where real people feel like they belong. So that's probably been part of, I guess, my yeah. overall why, I think. And you share memes and I love it. And I it. share memes. <laughs> I'm so about memes, which I'm, I mean, if anyone here is on my Instagram, they would get it. That meme yes. life is amazing <laughs> to me. Um, totally. And yeah, you do. You, you're, your community is so beautifully engaged and yeah, I love hanging out on like in La La Land. So what do you think is a top tier factor that people hide behind when it comes to taking that next step in life and business? Oh, that's such a good question. Do you know, I think, I think it's probably different for a number of people. I think, you know, I find for a lot of um, women who are kind of I find for a lot of women who are like, okay, cool, I'm going to do this side hustle, but I'm going to keep this well-paying job because, you know, I need to be able to pay my mortgage. I need to be able to look after my family. I I just need that security, which I Mm -hmm. I totally understand. But I think, I think there is an element of faith involved. Like you need to be able to go, okay, I actually don't know how this next step is going to pan out. And so all of that, like for all of us, that requires an element of faith, like of belief in, in just, okay, I I actually just have to have some level of belief in myself, belief that actually this is, this is going to work. There's a confidence there that needs to be there. If you're going to go out and, and do something bold, like start a business or whatever. And I think what stops people is I think a lot of the time it's money. I think people feel like they need to have, have more, more money in order to start. I think the second thing is feeling like they're not qualified. And, and I think, you know, like, I feel like we're all winging it, you know, and I don't think. Totally. I, I just <laughs> think like no one's qualified for this. We're just doing it, you know? So yeah, I think that's a big one. And then I reckon the third thing is probably, perfection. I think there's a big fear of what if I take the leap? What if I take the next step and, and I stuff it up or I, I don't do a good job or I can't do a push up or the trainer tells me, nah, we don't accept new people. <laughs> like, yeah. Do you know what I mean? So I think yeah. like there's, there's this, I, I think more often than not, it's, it's a self-doubt thing than yeah. anything else than actually being good at what you do. I think most people 
they'd actually be good at what they do. But it's, it's this, this critical thing of going, oh, no, nah, I, I don't have what it takes. And I just reckon you've just got to go for it because um, well, I just don't think anyone, you know, obviously, unless you're like, you know, a doctor or something, <laughs> in which yes. case, yes, you need to be qualified 100%. <laughs> Glad you've got your cert. So there, I don't you know. want you operating on me if you're not qualified. <laughs> Um, no, but like, I think in this online space and, and, you know, when building a personal brand or I don't know, I feel like with most things, there is going to be an element of, I I don't know if I've got what it takes, but I'm going to give it a go anyway. And I, I had that in my business when I started and I have that regularly when I launch something new or, um, you know, just some days where I'm like, I don't know if I can do this. <laughs> I think yeah. it's just normal. That's part of being human, right? Like you, it's that whole fear versus bravery thing. Like we can't become brave without first feeling the fear. Like it goes hand in hand, but it's all about just doing the next right thing and then releasing yeah. attachment to the outcome within yeah. a, a realm that feels comfortable for you. Obviously, we, if there are mortgages and things like that, you have to look after that. But it, it doesn't have, it can look so many different ways, can't it? It's just mm-hmm. about like keeping that slow momentum moving forward. And I mean, I started my business in 2013 um, just as a blog. That's how it started. And it slowly progressed from there as more time became available. But every single step forward has taken a big hunk and leap of faith and then look, gathering the evidence along the way for why this might work and why this is working, but not getting too far ahead of myself that I, you know, get that paralysis by analysis and overwhelm. It's just that, okay, if I was to keep moving forward, what would the next thing be? And that can be in every facet of life. What's my next step? And then just seeing how that feels before, you know, you're trying to manage mentally like 17 staff, how are you going to get the kids to school? Where are you going to put all the stock or whatever it is? And it's like, dude, it's an Instagram page at this point. Let's just enjoy that. Totally. Totally. And what it like, have you ever had moments, Katie, where you, you felt like, I, I don't know what the next step is. Have you ever had moments where you thought, I have actually got no idea. All the time. All the time. (laughs) Like, because especially in the parenting journey and with different things and the phases are always changing or like I, after my first book, I thought I was done. I would never write another book. Like that's it. I've used up my word count, computer shut. Like I'm done. And then eventually as I just keep doing the next thing, just keep showing up and doing what feels right and communicating And then another idea will drop in and you sort of sit with it and go, how does that feel? And then when it feels less scary and more exciting, it's like, okay, that might be something to try. And it just keeps going from there. But I've definitely had ideas that tanked in terms of I launched them and then it didn't feel the way that I thought it was going to feel. And that's okay. So it's like, nope, I'll just pivot and then see what else feels good or just sit and just do like a holding pattern and wait because the way that I do things in my business is very intuitive. And especially with someone who's um, experiences anxiety, like on the reg, I've got, it's all got to sort of feel into that. Like I can't, I'm, I'm, there's a really nice little dance between what feels like it's going to stretch me and then what 
feels like I'm going to be in my body and then being able to show up for the boys in the way that I can. So it's always sort of shifting, but off like, and even we were talking before this, I was like, I think I'm going to write the third book. Like I've started, but I'm, my outcomes are pretty loose. Like I don't sort of hold too tightly to them because I know how quickly things can change. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just sort of a, I'm, I'm, I'm a short, like a, I'm not a big picture person that feels overwhelming for me, which is probably not ideal, but I'm like the next thing, let's just do the next thing. And it's like, I keep it little quite compartmentalized and that seems to work for us. Yeah. That's so good. I find for me, I'm like, I'm definitely big picture. And then I get really stressed on the details because I'm like, I know, I don't know like what, like this is what I, where I want to go and I can, you know, <laughs> like I can say this is exactly what we need to do. I know that that, that feels right. You know, we'd started building up this course, um, my marketing playbook, and we started building that um, in November of 2019. We started going, okay, we've been doing these workshops and now we want to put it into an online course. And I was building that up. I was in America in February, believe it or not, before COVID was crazy. I know. And we got back early March and then the world kind of felt like the world shut down. Shit itself. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But I I had this course ready and I was like, okay, you know, there was a moment where I thought I can't launch this in COVID because, you know, it'll feel like tasteless you know it'll feel like yeah. oh that's that's a bit that's a bit I don't know I was worried I was really worried that people would think it was like a cash grab or something and yeah. I really was like I don't want it to feel like that because that's actually you know I've been building it for six months but then I I remember I had this um moment where I spoke to a, a, a colleague like a, another guy in business and I said to him oh you know, I've got this course and I don't know what to do with it. And he was like, do not launch that. Like, do not launch oh. that. It, it's a terrible time to launch. And I, something in me was like, nah, I need to launch it. <laughs> and so yeah. I, was like, I was like, okay. And it was, it was triggered by him saying, don't, don't do it. That I realized, no, I really feel like I should do this. And, and so because I was like, no, I am confident and I feel this, you know, as you say, Katie, as well, this intuition thing of, no, I I know it feels crazy. I know it feels like this is the worst time ever to launch something, Mm -hmm. but it was, it went so well because I think people were like, we're at home. People were looking for help. And so I just was like, okay, I'm going to do a weekly webinar. I've never done a webinar before. I'm just going to figure it out. I'm going to be at at home, I'm going to drink some wine and we're going to talk about marketing and people just like, I think people were just looking for that. So following your intuition is so important. I just think, you know, we've given this, you know, this gift of discernment and, and um, intuition for a reason and we've got to follow it. And I've learned the hard way that when I don't follow my intuition, whether it's on people, on, you know, different things with work, clients, if I don't follow my intuition, it doesn't work as well, you know, and and I've learned that the hard way, definitely. So 
I think it's, I, I love what you're saying about, you know, having this sense of, okay, what's right for me? Because looking on social media, it can feel like, oh gosh, I need to be doing more. I need to be, you know, in every single, like everything needs to be high energy all the time. And, and I just don't think that that's sustainable either. So it's really about coming back to, okay, what do I really feel is, is going to be the most beneficial for, for me and how I'm wired and also for the people that I, I want to serve as well. I love that, Lala. Laura, you do it so beautifully. And I got such a giggle when I would see you come on with your wines for your webinars because you do do it. <laughs> it is all about doing it your own way and showing up for life and business in your own way, in a way that feels authentic and not, um, you know, like trying to, like not replicated or repeated. You do that so well. And I'm all about your message. So, how can people? find you and how can they work with you? Yes. So if you follow me on Instagram, it's just lalasocialclub.co. And if you want to work with me, head over to lalasocialclub.co. That's my website as well. And drop me a line or you can book in a phone call with me, actually. That's probably the best way. And I'd love to connect with any of you guys. And I'm always on Instagram. So send me a DM. I'm, I'm all about those DMs. We do love the gram. We love the gram. <laughs> so fun. <laughs> and there's, um, Laura's just done a really cool reel about reels and we were just ranting on that. Like, guys, <laughs> if you are considering doing reels, you can completely do them your own way. You don't have to dance. You can make it about what you want. You can use your voice. You can be authentic. You can make it yes. be different. Absolutely. And honestly, Katie, there was... Is- 